First week flip phone, the smartphone detox. Can you survive without a smartphone in 2018? Until the end of the year, we're giving up our smartphones for the first Monday to Sunday of each month to find out. This is Flip Phone Diaries with Lawrence Warner and Tushar snake. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the November special edition of Flip Phone Diaries. This month's episode features me, Tushar, as the host rather than Lawrence, and the reason for that is Lawrence is actually in Puebla, Mexico, of all places. The reason being, he is on the Fulbright Association's annual conference, representing Flip Phone Diaries, of all things. The conference is basically bringing together all of those people doing the Fulbright Scholarship, where they present some of their research some of the interesting insights they've been finding on their year's scholarship program. And Lawrence is leading a roundtable discussion where he talks exactly about what we have been talking about for the last six months. So without further ado, let's jump into a conversation that Lawrence is having at the conference hall right at the start of the conference with Jessica Alabank. Um, So I'm here today uh, with our first uh, viewer of our little poster we put up at the uh, conference hall here in Puebla. Um, I'd like to introduce Jessica Elabak. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you, Jessica. And how are you doing? Good. It's a beautiful city, right? We're very lucky to be here. We're very lucky. Did you enjoy the, uh, the little dance show that we just had put on for us? Yes, absolutely. That's awesome, Jessica. And uh, what brings you to the Fulbright Conference uh, this week? Yeah, so I serve as program manager of the Fulbright Specialist Program. Um, which is a grant program for American professionals and academics to go abroad for two to six weeks uh, to support a host institution abroad. So I'm here just generally to promote that program and see if we have any future grantees amongst us. Nice. That sounds really cool. Um, That's awesome. So is it for like American folk to go abroad from America? Yeah, exactly. And there's over 150 participating countries. And host institutions abroad, predominantly universities, design a project that serves their institutional needs. And the Americans go over there to support those priorities. That sounds really, really interesting. I love that a lot. So uh, why don't you describe for our listeners um, what the room that we're standing in today and what's going on at uh, 10.30 a.m. on the first day of the Fulbright Conference? So we're in this beautiful space here where we have really, it seems like, a diverse group of Fulbright grantees, um, Fulbright implementers, who are all here to tell their stories um, if they did do grants or to help promote Fulbright programs overall. So very good energy so far this morning. So it's a good way to kind of kick off the overall conference. Yeah, and so we have, uh, we're standing and there's about two rows of like thin poster board with these kind of big like a2 sized posters like lined up right and uh what's the first one you saw when you walked in so the first one i saw was life without a smartphone in 2018 and the title immediately grabs your attention because you really reflect for a moment on oh man what would it really be like if my entire life was no longer in my pocket Right, yeah, and we were talking about the the idea of the flip phone survival kit and and uh, the fact you you missed the old disposable cameras. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can't tell you the last time that I had either a disposable or a regular camera in my pocket. I can't even tell you. Wow. Well, um, 
hopefully uh maybe maybe come christmas time someone someone's gonna be very kind and uh you'll uh you'll unwrap a little something to snap some shots at the table um well anyway uh jessica thank you so much for chatting to flip phone diaries today it's a very interesting start to the conference i'm sure everyone can agree that poster that lawrence has put up is sure to grab everyone's attention and i'm also excited to hear on next month's episode what exactly that dance performance entailed so tune in to december pre-detox edition to find out how exactly they played out the next conversation that lawrence has we're going to jump right into the middle of one that he has with fedia an algerian living in america who has tried and by the sounds of it failed to complete the shabbat on a friday to saturday and decides that perhaps a flip first week flip phone, the week long detox, is a much more manageable process. Feria here is is uh, miming, scrolling through a feed. Tell us, Feria, tell us it. What, what what is it that you're scrolling through there? I tr- I I want to do that. Like I threatened to do the Saturday Shabbat, where like I don't do that for a day because I hate using my phone and I hate people who they use their phones when they're with me. Yeah. But it's a challenge because like, I live in the US and I'm Algerian and I need to talk to my mother via, via messenger. I don't know, it's, I need to talk to her for example. Yeah. So I don't want to do the Facebook that every day. I don't want to look at stupid apps like Printest or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I want to do this because I feel it, it hurt my brain. <laughs> Feria, I would love for you to give the give first week flip phone a go. That would be fantastic. Um, but um, I'm curious as to you're talking about the Shabbat, and I love it. I say so I'm curious to hear about an Algerian doing the Shabbat. Tell me more about that idea. Uh, I I saw it on TV or I read about it somewhere, and I tried to do it, but I do it. So tell us more exactly what what happens. I'm guessing it's a, it's a Saturday. It's on Saturday, you're not supposed to use your. Um, anything digital you don't use internet you don't use your smartphones you don't use anything like your laptop nothing so that's what you're supposed to do every saturday and it's hard because <laughs> like i'm a student i need my laptop <laughs> so you found the uh you found the one day off the tech uh, uh hard but she, she you're fancy given the week ago is that what i'm hearing i'll definitely do that you know what i will do it I'm going home. In, I'm going home this December to Algeria. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so yeah, you could. The one day, the one day is too hard. So we're gonna we're gonna dump him for seven instead. Yeah. It's a pretty amusing conversation there that Lawrence had in Puebla. I think everyone can find some analogy between some of the experiences that Lawrence and I have reported that we've had over the past six months about being late to events or, you know, miscommunicating with other people for brunches. Uh, it's pretty difficult to make it through the first week flip phone of every month. And it sounds like Fetias uh, kind of suffer from the exact same problem where it's just difficult because, as she said, Messenger, you need to be able to talk to your parents who don't necessarily have a messaging communication platform available away from the pl- the smartphone so all of those difficulties summarized there by Fetia. Moving forward onto the next little interview snippet that we have, Lawrence has a really interesting conversation with a teacher uh, called Anna Marcella 
Anna is using the smartphone as a learning platform and device for actually enhancing the student's experience within the classroom. And she talks a lot about how the smartphone is a tool where if used passively as a consumption device for unnecessary information, it is a kind of waste of space and a waste of resources, but it does have the potential to transform the student's experience within the classroom. The advantage of doing just the flip phone or, you know, the detox from the smartphone is you can still use your computer. And so, like, I do a lot of my work on my phone and it's like, well, I guess I just have to do it at the computer and I get a lot more done because I'm actually, like, fully engaging and doing my work rather than half-assedly doing it. That is challenging because, like, you have Facebook, you have YouTube, you have on your laptop, like, okay, I'm working on this project, but I get distracted. Oh, I need to put some music. Let's go to YouTube. And here's my page, new video from this person. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. No, go back to your project. My, my research is about mobile learning and the use of mobile devices, especially with uh, teenagers and everything. And the more I have read about the use of, you know, social media, mobile devices and everything, I just left, you know, to use my Facebook. Actually, last, I don't know, the last two days I just posted some pictures. That's it. But I don't use my Facebook that much. I don't want to use my Facebook because of all the things that actually brings to the, the mind of this of the learners basically, of the teenagers. So I just I just I am pro technology but I'm against technology as well. I know the pros and the cons and, and this is something I just want to be detoxed from Facebook or Instagram and those kind of things. I don't post that much, but um, I know that this is causing a lot of problems to teenagers, especially. And, and I know that there are different advantages of using technology because that's but basically my research. But at the same time, there are a lot of disadvantages. I don't just don't want to use technology that much. So that is a really cool thing. It's all about mindful use, right? It's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> technology is a tool. And you want to be aware of how you're using it, not have it use you. <laughs> so what's some... But the way you use it is the point. That is the, that is the key. How you use it, how you implement it, for what, the purposes of using the technology. So I'm really curious uh, to, if you could like, introduce yourself and like, tell, our, tell our listeners a little bit about what your research on mobile learning is. Because that's a concept that is new to me and I think they'd be really interested in hearing about that. Well, basically, it is very new, especially in my country too. I am from Costa Rica. My name is Marcela Montenegro. And I'm studying at Sam Houston State. And this is for my dissertation, basically. I'm going to study or I'm going to research the perception of teachers integrating uh, mobile devices in the in the classrooms but I did a research before with students and it was a book club and the students said yeah and the students the teenagers uh, said why don't we use our phones because they were just you know into technology all the time I brought their their books to them and they were like why don't we use our phones and then since then I said okay that would be great because in Costa Rica we don't have so many resources. So the students basically use their phones to get all the information to get updated. So they have to use their phones. And I was interested in, in the way the teachers were using their phones in the classrooms. And, that many, and then I did a pilot study with teachers and the teachers are not using their phones in the classroom. They are actually uh, avoiding to use the phones with the students. And if they use the phones, it's just for a leisure time. And that comes... The, the students <laughs> in, wow, yeah that quality regenerative recess you yeah. know being on the phone and yeah. so using it as a productive tool like for learning rather than just using it seeing yeah. it as a negative yeah 
So what are some of the um, most promising sort of, as Natalie says, productive learning tools that you think um, the mobile format can, can offer? There are different apps that the teachers can actually use in the classrooms. They, it, it is a mean of communication. The teachers can use these apps to communicate with the students. To, but my, my main um, concern is how, to, how they can create knowledge. And there, aren't many, and there are not many apps that can actually promote the construction of knowledge within the students. There are a lot of apps where you can transmit, exactly, consume and transmit the knowledge, but not a lot about how to create knowledge. And that is something that I would like to investigate more. There are not many, actually. There is a MIT developer, a app developer from Michigan MIT Institute, and that is a very cool app. That is a very because you can create your own app. But I would like to do more about that, or I would like to create an app that can actually promote the knowledge construction among the students and teachers. Do you know the name of that MIT app? MIT App Development or App Developer. That is the name. That's MIT a- App Developer. That's really interesting. Um, well, I hope you are able to develop uh, something. I'm. Funnily enough, I'm actually prototyping a um, uh, an app um, that's similar for this space of like helping people coordinate uh, like tech detoxes. Um, but um, that's really interesting. I would really love to. Hopefully, we can stay in touch, and I'd love to hear about. I'd love to hear about your ideas as well about you know the what you're looking to develop, the technology you're looking to develop for the. About the knowledge construction it's because now we are consuming a lot of information and sometimes we are not critical when we don't we don't filter that information and the students are just consuming all that information without a filter so that was a phenomenally interesting discussion between uh, Lawrence and Anna Marcella as well as Natalie and Fetia chipping in in the in the initial introduction I think she really summarizes well how there are pros and cons to using a smartphone in modern-day society. That's broadly in line with what we've been discussing on this podcast for the past six months, but it's really nice to hear it discussed in the real world in this conference in Mexico and summarized down to that four-minute level and and on the roundtable format. So sticking with the theme of education, Lawrence now has an interview with Philip Winterine, who is also a teacher, and he is fascinated with this idea of a detox and wants to introduce it to his own classroom, mainly for the idea that when his own pupils have a smartphone, they're physically present in the classroom, but he finds that they're mentally not there. So I would love to uh, garner anyone's thoughts and broadcast them to our our, uh, our interested parties across the waves. So... If anyone has any thoughts, shout, and I would love to would love to capture those. Yeah, I would love to do this um, with my students. And so I, I like technology in a classroom, but I also detest it simultaneously. And so I think that would be super cool to get kids to kind of take a small step to maybe being more engaged in like their surroundings than just being, you know, present physically but not mentally. So. So I'm gonna wind back a little bit and let this man introduce himself because this sounds really, really interesting. I'm genuinely uh, fascinated about this. So why don't you introduce yourself, uh, say a little bit about um, what brings you here to the conference, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So my name is Philip Wintering. Um, I did my Fulbright in Portugal, and I currently teach high school in Tallahassee, Florida. 
Um, and so part of my Fulbright project was using social media to spread culture. But I'm also very aware that in the United States, cell phones and social media are kind of a distraction from education. And so I think this project, Life Without a Smartphone in 2018, could be super influential for students to try to take a step back so that while they're maybe physically present, they're not so mentally present. And this could be a really good challenge because the kids in today's society, like they don't know life without a phone. They were just born with an iPhone in their hand. And so this could be something really challenging for them that I think could change their entire perspective of the world. Philip, I'm so glad that you agree that a little bit of experimentation can really lead to great reflection. Um, and I also am really excited about the idea of um, performing such an experiment collectively in a, in a live community. So that was very much the approach we had in Boulder. And we've mostly been engaging with folks in their 20s who still, they remember the flip phone and there's still a little bit of nostalgia. But do you think that students would, would like be, you know, these kids who have never had like one of the old school phones, they've always been internet connected. Do you think they'd find that exciting or do you think they'd just be a bit like, what, what is this? Yeah, I think that they would be super confused getting like a flip phone and having something that doesn't have access to the internet. And so I think for my students, it would almost be easier just to take away phones altogether um, and just, just skip that step. Because I think either way, it's just going to be like the biggest migraine for them. Um, I know I take phones sometimes in class when I see them and just having it out of their hand for 50 minutes, it's like they fidget like they're a recovering heroin addict just because they don't have their phone. And so this could be super interesting. I'm super excited. And I, you know, and, you know listeners will notice a parallel with um, uh, a lady from Costa Rica who is a teacher as well who th is thinking the exact same thing. Interestingly, she is actually interested in developing mobile learning applications. So trying to harness this wonderful technology actually for productive endeavors. Is that something that you think is promising or do you feel like it can only be a distraction? No, I definitely think it can be promising. I do a lot of, um, I have a lot of different apps that I use in my classroom that are digital. And so I think when the students are using their smartphone for digital purposes, then it's really influential. But I think it's hard to police whether they're on Instagram or on this educational platform. Um, and so I think they really do need to understand like the difference and what is productivity versus like time wasting. And I know, um, I think that the new iPhone update every Sunday, it tells you how many hours you're on your phone. And I know I use my phone a lot for work. And I would say on average, I spend about three hours a day on my smartphone, which is for work. But if I'm spending three hours a day, you know, over time, almost like a day, a week, these students could be losing, you know, two to three days a week, just being physically present, but mentally somewhere else. And so I think that is pretty eye opening. Yeah, the, the new screen time feature on iOS 12 is fantastic. I, I'd love to, if you want to give a shout out, is there like, I'm, I'm really curious, what is your, and you know, folks listening might be really curious to hear a teacher saying, hey, I want my the kids in the classroom to actually get out their phone and use it. What is your like number one favorite like education app that you use? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I use this app called Breakout Edu, and so it's like one of those um, escape rooms that you can physically do in person, but it's an educational escape room. So I can actually send my students um, a text message, and they open up an escape room, and they can work independently or in a group, and it gives them different benchmarks that I've been teaching, and they have to watch videos, um, complete puzzles, and really use all of the items that I've taught them to unlock the digital locks and um, it's really interactive and it's cool and so it's a way for them to be on their phone but using it educationally and so I think if we were to push out more educational apps that could be a way to kind of police students and use social media 
to their advantage. Um, but without educational apps, then social media is just going to continue to be a distraction in the classroom. Fantastic. Hey, Philip, thank you so much for talking to Flip Phone Diaries today. I'm very excited about the possibility of running a little smartphone detox challenge in one of your classrooms. Um, you know, whether it was a week or, or even just a day um, to sit, you know, I would love to, would love to stay in touch and be exciting to share with our audience uh, the experience of your, of your classroom. Fantastic, Philip. So there we have it, folks. That's all for this month's episode of Flip Phone Diaries. The November special has been a slight variation of our format, but we're definitely going to be revisiting our usual format where we discuss the Mexico visit of Lawrence, as well as some other topics on the December pre-detox edition. So stay tuned for that. Check out firstweekflipphone.com for access to the podcast, as well as some of the other stories that fellow flip phoners have decided to share onto the, the big bad internet. So Give that a whirl if you are so inclined. And apart from that, we will see you on the flip side.